This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. And welcome in, everyone, to another edition of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. As we broadcast to you, as we always do, on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Tonight is our final meet. The candidates, the candidates running for the mayor of the city of Philadelphia, Rebecca Reinhardt, will be J-Doc's guest, as J-Doc has spent much of the last eight weeks on the road uh, meeting up with the many candidates who uh, are running and who are on the ballot for the upcoming primary. The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause on a Saturday night. J-Doc, over to you, sir. Show, Yeah, we've got a great show planned tonight uh, in, in continuance of our Meet the Mayor Candidate Series. I'm ecstatic to bring into the to broadcast uh, a candidate for mayor of the city of Philadelphia, Rebecca Reinhardt. Rebecca, how are you? Oh, wonderful. Thanks for having me on, Joe. It's great it's, to be it, here. It's absolutely my pleasure. Uh, certainly, we're getting down to the, the, the home stretch here, and, and uh, we're ecstatic to have you on the broadcast. Uh, let's just start off with something nice and simple. What made you want to be mayor? Sure. Uh, so... I decided to run for mayor after about 15 years working for the residents of the city, uh, close to a decade uh, for two different mayors, uh, and then the last five as the independently elected city controller. So I know the city's budget inside and out from being the budget director. And as city controller, I called out the issues and put forth uh, thoughtful recommendations to fix the issues. But I couldn't actually make the change happen because that's where my power ended, just making recommendations. As mayor, I can actually make the change happen and make our city truly work, because right now we're in such a critical moment. There are so many issues with crime and violence, uh, homeless, quality of life issues, and then that's on top of the longstanding issues of uh, poverty and our education system. Uh, but our city's amazing, and we need a, a mayor that leads through that, okay. and that's why I decided to run. Yeah, and so let's talk about leadership, yeah. right, and, and, and the, the importance of it in the top spot. Okay, what do you bring to the table in that area, and what can our citizens expect? Yeah. Well, I'm the only one running for mayor that has city executive level experience. I've run the city controller's office for the last five years. Uh, The last mayor that came from running an independent uh, office was uh, Ed Rendell. Uh, So I know how to run things. uh, And I also know how to maneuver within the city. Uh, I've dealt with city politics. Uh, I know the departments. I know the finances. Uh, And I've shown the courage to stand up for what's right as the city controller. And, and, and it's interesting because, um, you know, with leadership, it, it's also important to bring people together. Yes. Okay. And too much uh, division in, 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 at the top. And, and, you know, I mean, look at where we're at right now. Okay. And, and certainly speaking, uh, a lot of things I'm sure didn't go 
the current mayor's, uh, you know, way, the way he thought it was going to be. But mm-hmm. when the rough get going, you know what I mean? When, 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 it, when, it gets, when, when it's tough out there, you got to be ready to do it. Talk Absolutely. about bringing people together and the importance of that and what you're going to do, you know, during tough times, if there are any. Oh, I'm sure there will be sure. something. Absolutely. Uh, I've always brought people together, and I think that uh, we are all actually uh, more alike than we actually realize in oh, Philadelphia. Absolutely. And what I find going even from neighborhood to neighborhood is that people all want safety, right? They all want their kids to be able to play and walk to the store, they all want a good school. They want somewhere for the kids to play. Um, they want opportunity. So we're all more alike than different. And uh, I try to find areas with other leaders and stakeholders where I can find common ground. Um, it doesn't mean we'll never get in a fight. Uh, you know, I, I've had a few public fights, and, and sometimes that needs to happen. Sure. Uh, but there's more commonality uh, than there sometimes appears to be you know what's interesting you mentioned ed randell and i i did a show with him a few years back okay and, and uh it, man you know so he we, we were talking about politics and, and he said something interesting because he's been an in, incredibly successful right i mean mm-hmm. the, the mayor the governor uh you know two terms each um and he said you know, uh, you're talking about going across the aisle. Now, I mean, you're going to be doing that when you're in Harrisburg more than you are in Philly. But at the same time, you know, you're, you're dealing with a council and, you mm-hmm. know, all kinds of departments. But he always said, listen, you know, when somebody, when, when I need something done, I, you know, I know he's talking about politics at the highest level. He's like, I know they're going to want something back. Right. Um, you know what I mean? He was, he was a really good negotiator. And always, and, and went in, and went into it with a, not not a my way or a highway type of thing. So he wasn't abrasive, and therefore he got a lot done. Now everybody has a different style, but understanding people and leadership is a, a big part of that. Absolutely, and that's what I think really needs to happen now. The mayor, uh, as mayor, I would pull the DA together with the police commissioner uh, to chart a path forward here, and and that's what we need right now is to chart a path forward. Oh, yeah. No question about yeah. it. There's so much division right now. I know. We, we, you know, obviously, at, 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 you know, at this time, you know, the, the city's starving uh, for it. Uh, you, you, we talk, I was looking, you know, I've been, you know, I've obviously, uh, you know, uh, known a lot about you. And, and um, but I want to talk a little bit about your strengths because you're incredibly passionate about the city of Philadelphia. You make that clear, no matter, you know, in other words, fact of the matter is, is that, yeah, we have problems, but you can feel your, you know, your passion for the city. Um, Let's talk about your strengths, uh, you know, what you bring to the table uh, in in regards to not just leadership, but, you know, running the whole, you Mm -hmm. know, running government. You Mm -hmm. you have experience, talk about it. Yeah, so I know this city government inside and out, what works and doesn't. I was the city treasurer, uh, for two years, right. Uh, then was the city's budget director managing uh, the city's budget, which at the time was around four billion. Uh, now it's gone up to six billion, which probably is another conversation sure, to have. Right. Um, but but I know how the budget works. Um, I managed a thousand employees as the chief administrative officer of the city when I managed uh, the back office functions of city government. Uh, you know, procurement, facilities management, IT, all those departments. And 
I really know how the city works and doesn't work. I can hit the ground running on day one to fix these issues. And we don't have time right now. We don't have time to wait for someone to learn on the job as the mayor. Uh, As mayor, I can step into that office on day one and say, let's get to work. We are going to fix this city. We are going to make this city safe. We are going to clean this city up. And we are going to get to these issues so that we can truly be the great city we are. And and, and when you you think about um, the day one, Mm -hmm. okay, and... uh, you, you know, your first day on the job, what's, 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 what's uh, agenda number one? Agenda number one is safety. So the first thing I would do would be to open the emergency operations center to coordinate not just the police response, but the streets department to fix lighting, rec, library, behavioral health, all laser focused on the areas of the city that are most impacted by gun violence. Number two, uh, I would make sure that there's a sense of having rules in the city. Um, And what I mean by that is right now, there's such a feeling of lawlessness that there's no consequence to anything. That's the feeling and partially the reality. Um, And of course, we need to be compassionate for those that need compassion, but we also need consequence. And so as mayor, I uh, would take a few actions very quickly. I would... Uh, change the executive order to allow the police to arrest for disorderly conduct. Uh, Right now, they're operating under an executive order from the mayor that tells them to ticket for disorderly conduct. At the same time, I'll make sure that police have training. I'll make sure that we reform uh, necessary parts of the police department, but we need to support the hardworking officer and to let them do their job and then train and make changes at the same time. And, and you talk about um, the other leaders in the city, uh, you know, police commissioner, fire commissioner, obviously yeah. the district attorney um, and the mayor um, right now. Okay. You know, God knows what the relationship is from the, with, with the DA's office. Um, you know, I, there's, there's so much in turmoil and, 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 for, and for, right. how do you, how do you, um, Deal with that. Yeah. So I've worked as city controller. I worked with DA Krasner. I worked with the police commissioner, police department. I worked with the courts. Uh, not to say that, that we always agreed, that I always agreed. Uh, in fact, uh, there are a few things that I've disagreed with the DA with um, quite openly. Um, one of them is illegal guns uh, and then a few other things as well. But one of the things I want to, what about communication? For example, one of the issues we have from the top, okay, is communication with the city. You know, when when a lot of the stuff was going on downtown, when when, when a a lot of the civil unrest, we were hearing crickets in the city of Philadelphia. You know, the citizens were, um, we were on curfew and yet people were downtown uh, protesting. But at the same time, there was a lot of uh, civil unrest and a lot of problems. And yet we were so so and there was nobody on TV saying, listen, we got this. Here's the plan. And, and by the way, there's the same thing with the DA's office. You know, you hear a lot of a lot of things after the fact. Um, but talk about the importance of communicating with our what our citizens in the city of Philadelphia, because it's like a headless horseman sometimes. Absolutely. As mayor, I would be front and center every single day. Uh, I would be telling the people of our city what I'm doing as your mayor, as the leader, to make our city safe. What is going on? 
Um, and also saying, okay, as mayor, I'm bringing the DA and the police commissioner and the courts together, and we're going to we're gonna solve this. The DA has to work on the conviction rate. The police department has to work on other things, and we all are going to do this together. Absolutely. Let's do this. Uh, let's throw it over to Krause, and we'll be back with Rebecca Reinhardt right after this. Mark it down, Sunday, April 16th, the 36th Annual All-Star Labor Classic, presented by Philadelphia's Organized Labor and featuring the very best of the best, high school girls and high school boys in a city versus suburb showdown. It's the All-Star Labor Classic, a Philadelphia tradition, showcasing the best high school girls and boys basketball players from the entire Delaware Valley. Sunday, April 16th, the game will be played at Holy Family University. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause, we appreciate everybody tuning in here on a Saturday night. One programming reminder, next week, it's an all-star labor classic special. We're within three weeks now. The 36th annual all-star labor classic coming up on Sunday, April 16th, next Saturday night. We'll have all the details and spend the full hour. It's presented by the Philadelphia Building Trades. And, J-Duck, as I mentioned to you many, many times, it is an incredible, incredible event. Uh, and that will take place here on uh, or here in 2023 on Sunday, April 16th. Now, J-Doc, back to you and your one-on-one conversation with Rebecca Reinhardt. Uh, thanks, Krause. Uh, you know, we're going to continue our conversation with Rebecca Reinhardt, a candidate for mayor of the city of Philadelphia. Um, by the way, Rebecca, there's a commercial going on um, that, that just started airing with two previous mayors that... One would say that if you could get those two in the room, there's almost anything you could, there's nothing you couldn't accomplish. Um, Talk about the commercial with John Street and Michael Nutter, because it's an amazing endorsement. Uh, I feel completely honored uh, to have both of uh, the mayors, Mayor Street and Mayor Nutter, endorsing me. Uh, and uh, oh, oh, I hear you, but they're doing it on the same I commercial. Know, this same That's commercial. incredible. So that took a little bit of of uh, work uh, yeah. on my part. Uh, they because they don't they really don't always like agree, each other. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and you know, Mayor Nutter ran on an anti street platform. Yeah, uh, when he ran, and they both felt strongly that I'm and feel strongly that I'm the right candidate to lead the city forward. And in separate conversations I had with them, um, said that they would be willing to get in the room with the other uh, if it would help me, uh, because they felt that I was the best person. And uh, it it, um, was quite interesting getting them in that day, that morning. We met at about 7 a.m. Yeah, how did that Uh, go? Yeah, and, you know, they did talk about a week before um, for a little bit and started having some communication because it had been a long time. Yeah, right. And uh, then it, it worked out. I mean, they were civil. I mean, there was a little bicker. There was some bickering, a little bit of banter. But um, I will tell you that they, they, they got along. Like, the commercial yeah. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And 
they are. Um, they actually were both in my office this morning. How about that? Yeah. So so we're they're both doing work um, and helping out with the campaign and. Uh, so, so I am. I have brought them together, and and that is something that uh, I have uh, the skill in, in doing. And I'm not the the loudest or most vocal person uh, running for mayor, but I have a skill to bring people together to to see uh, commonality um, and to say, look, this is for our city. This is for the future. Uh, let's figure this out. We, we can all do this. How'd you build your, in a sense, grassroots following? Because, yeah. um, you know, you, you, you the support you received over the years and, and when you were running for office was, I mean, you know, amazing. I mean, you, you know, you. like, when did that start? Well, the controller's race, I, I decided to run for office in 2017 after about nine years working for the city uh, because I saw so much within city government that needed to change to make the government truly work for people. And I had to disrupt the political culture in order to do that. Oh, uh, you did. Yeah. So that's why I ran for office. So my, you don't, as the treasurer, you don't exactly get the most exposure. Uh, right. You, you know what I mean? So in other words, but your base really, you know, you, you build a heck of a yeah. base and, and it really came out for you. Well, I, I go neighborhood to neighborhood. So I am out there constantly in neighborhoods and uh, my message resonates, which is I want to make government work for people truly work so that, you know, we're not raising taxes. We're not raising taxes uh, and having no benefit in service, which often, you know, has happened in recent years, you know, and all of that. So that's how I built my grassroots is, is by going out, meeting the people, working on issues that matter, West and North Philly, working on um, gun violence issues, and just meeting people where they are. So let's talk about uh, the violence and the crime yeah. in the city. Um, obviously, it's uh, at an all-time high, and, and, you know, it's every weekend. I mean, and it's not just... Um, it's not gang violence even it, it, it is gang violence and it's drug related a lot of it but it's sometimes kids are just fighting you know, over a facebook oh, beef. I know. And, and, and instead of um you know fisticuffs and all you know the, the old days now um the gun violence is unprecedented we're mm. international what what's your plan there yeah i mean we've had three years at or above 500 homicides it was only in 2013 2014 we had under 250. Yeah. So it is, it is horrible. And uh, since 2019, I've done work on what works, uh, which is what I would do as mayor. So the first thing is uh, implement the intervention strategies that work in other cities. It's basically uh, identifying the few hundred people most likely to shoot or be shot, offer them a choice. We're going to offer you a way out employment, money if you need that to pay for, you know, family, whatever you need in the short term to get out of that lifestyle. Uh, but something if, to lose. And if you don't take that way out, there's going to be prosecution. There's going to be consequence. That's found to be tremendously successful. It's what I've been urging the city to do since 2019. I will implement that. Oakland uh, cut their homicide rate in half over five years by doing this. New Orleans cut it by 27% in four years. So I would do that first and foremost. Uh, but then also we need to get the guns off the street. Uh, and this is where 
uh, as mayor, it, it will be incredibly important for me to, to pull the DA and the police commissioner together and say, look, we all need to go row in the same direction. Um, and then making changes where we need it to make sure that there are uh, rules and that the police are able to do their job and the police do feel supported while making changes. All of this at the same time. I mean, this gun violence, we can get this under control. But right now, what we have is chaos. Uh, and... It's not okay, and I can use my knowledge of how the city works and also my specific knowledge on the issue of gun violence. Yeah, you talk about gun violence in this, um, you know, what do you think the causes, uh, you know, that, that you know, were, were double since 2014? Well, the pandemic... I'm sure there's a lot of causes. Yeah, yeah. Not just one thing. Yeah, no. Um, there's... A few causes, in my view. The gun violence was actually increasing before the pandemic. So the pandemic made it worse, but Philadelphia was increasing year over year, uh, starting in uh, 2018 and 2019, when other cities were declining. And that's when I started to do work on this, because I said, wait a second, this trend is not moving in the right direction. Is it connected heavily to poverty, do you think? Well, long-term, root cause, absolutely. I mean, the, the root cause of the violence is poverty and lack of opportunity. So we must fix that. But we can't, we can't wait for, for us to fix poverty. I mean, we, as mayor, I'll work on that every single day. Of course. But we have to make families safe now. And that involves having some consequence, directing police uh, to do their job, to arrest for disorderly conduct when they need to. Um, that means doing these intervention strategies, focusing really, really specifically in on those most likely to shoot or be shot. Uh, it means cracking down on illegal guns. Uh, we don't need the state to crack down on illegal guns. Right. They're already illegal. Well, well, well that's right. <laughs> right. So, so when you talk about gun control, I've had, uh, I've had uh, a number of members of the Black Orgy on, on shows, and we talk about you know, those issues. They admittedly sit there and say, well, they're not exactly the guns, you know, the, the licensed guns are not exactly the ones That's right. that are committing the crimes, the ghost guns in these crazy situations. Um, obviously, there's, uh, you know, all, all, there's some regulations, uh, you know, I mean, common sense stuff, like somebody sure. shouldn't be able to outshoot the police. Um, you know, I mean, you right. shouldn't be able to buy. I mean, this is my two cents. But my point is, um, uh, you know, this epidemic that we have going, um, you know, it's a shoot first and then ask questions later type mentality what 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 a lot of young people and the tone at the top you know the people understanding there's consequences like you're talking yeah. about understanding that while well, you're pulling this trigger and once you do it um you know it's a problem yes and and and, and you're likely going to get caught and you're giving up your entire life not to mention taking somebody else's let's let, let's do this um let's throw it back to krause we'll have uh, more from the labor show with jay dot and krause in just a minute this program is paid for by jacob media partners this edition of the labor show is sponsored in part by sprinkler fitters local 692 laborers district council steam fitters local 420 and the international union of operating engineers local 542 Today's program has been pre-recorded. Halfway through the conversation, our final mayoral candidate conversation with Jay Doc. His special guest tonight is Rebecca Reinhardt as they make their way and look ahead to the upcoming primary. Jay Doc continues 
on the road. J-Doc, back to you, sir. Thanks, Krause. Uh, you were going to continue our conversation uh, with Rebecca Reinhardt, candidate for mayor of the city of Philadelphia. Uh, we were talking about gun violence and, and what a priority that is. Um, uh, let's talk uh, about uh, education. Uh, you are the mother of a, a public school student here That's in the city right. of Philadelphia. Um, talk about your plan to, you know, to, to improve our, 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 our system. Yeah, so my daughter is in the public school system in Philadelphia. She's in seventh grade. Um, and every child in our city deserves a good school. Right now, we have less than 30% of our third graders reading at grade level. Completely unacceptable. So as mayor, what I'll do is appoint a school board that shares my vision for improvement. Uh, the mayor has incredible power in Philadelphia now to appoint the school board. Uh, so that is what I'll do. And I think what we need to do is look at which schools are performing very well, despite challenging circumstances, uh, whether they be traditional public or charter, and replicate what's working there. There are schools such as uh, Mathematics, Civic, and Science Charter in North Philly. Right. Uh, Veronica Joyner's the I principal there. I know Veronica. There. Oh, okay. I know Veronica. Great. She was on the broadcast before. Oh, wonderful. She's awesome. She is great. And her school's amazing. Uh, and we need to replicate what works. We need to listen to teachers and principals and replicate that. Uh, and also make sure that uh, we have the funding we need from the state and accountability at the local level. Absolutely. Now, look, this is a labor show. And if I, if I go too far, I won't ask any labor questions. <laughs> okay. uh, but, let, let, you know, I, I love, but, you know, you mentioned Veronica Jordan. By the way, which she, she keeps her, uh, the teachers at a high standard, the parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, she sets the tone and, and, and the, the students benefit. And so That's right. uh, taking that model, um, it, it's working there. So it'd be great for everybody. Let's talk about some labor questions. Um, I want to, uh, uh, there's a, uh, a situation going on in, in, in the city of Philadelphia. It goes on in a lot of cities, obviously. Worker misclassification. Now, we're going to kind of spitfire because we don't have a lot of time, but um, th- that's when a contractor or a general contractor, owner of a project, uh, you know, he hires individuals that are clearly employees, but they, in order to save money on benefits and, 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 you know, things like that, he, uh, he or she, uh, classifies his employees as 1099 subcontractors. Right. Therefore they don't have to pay them any benefits. They just give them a check and, you know, but it's a mis- it's actually a crime. Talk about that and, 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 uh, and dealing with situations like that. Yeah. So it is, it is a big issue right now. And also the city's losing a lot of potential money yes. that it is owed. Uh, as city controller, I brought together Revenue and LNI uh, to try to get them, the two departments, to uh, share information and speak to each other on this issue. Because, uh, for example, if a developer pulls a permit uh, for a job, but then has no associated wage tax revenue coming in, right. uh, then there's an issue, right? Uh, it didn't... It didn't go anywhere because I didn't have uh, oversight over them as city controller. As mayor, I can actually direct them to work together to fix that issue. So that's the first thing that I'll do is break down the silos between the departments to truly hold uh, the contractors and developers accountable. Uh, The other thing uh, that we need to do is have a much more proactive enforcement by L&I. Right now... 
they don't have uh, an enforcement arm that actually goes out proactively to look for sites uh, that are operating illegally. They depend on someone to call them. Uh, it's not that's not working. And if you think about how the parking enforcement officer works to ticket cars, right. we should have an L and I. Uh, enforcement officer sure. that is going in areas with a lot of construction. And I will establish that uh, as mayor. Let's talk about uh, working with the, the unions in the city of Philadelphia. Obviously, it's a big union town. Um, and it's not, obviously, That's forget, right. you know, you got your building trades, um, you got your governmental unions, and, 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 and then you got your, uh, your, your, your city unions. Mm-hmm. Talk about, you know, you've been working, you know, in a leadership role uh, for a long time. Talk about how, you know, you, you uh, address the unions in this city and, and, uh, and of course, uh, you know, working with them in a, in a fair, equitable manner. Yes. So the unions are incredibly important to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a union town. It always will be a union town. And it's part of the amazing fabric of our city. Uh, I managed a union workforce as the city controller um, and always uh, feel that unions should be partners. And that's the way that I've treated uh, the union as uh, a manager within the city. And also the building trades uh, are a good partner as well. I think that uh, the way forward in a lot of the problems facing the city is actually working together. And and, and one of the things that, uh, you know, we're proud of that, obviously, with the president, uh, it, it, the sentiment for, for unions uh, and, and, you know, fair uh, living wage and, mm. and, and, and worker safety and conditions, um, so many benefits um, of labor unions. One of the things people... You know, I'm sure we could go around the office, and, and if I asked every one of them, what do you think of that? And I'm it, I, listen, it's not pretty, but the union rat, no one likes it, okay? But sometimes, sometimes it signifies, like that worker misclassification situation, that there are workers getting taken advantage of. So they don't. Sometimes, it, you know, it does. It, you know, we, we we get kind of a bad rap, but you look at all these young people that are you know, working at Starbucks, and you know, the, the, you know, they're they're working for a living wage and trying to, you know, or some people trying to raise a family yeah. and stuff like that, and having representation. This isn't an at will state. You can be fired for any reason. Now, on the other side of things, talking about apprenticeships, mm-hmm. okay, the importance of vocational training. Not everybody uh, is educated uh, to go to college, but they, um, labor unions, and, and, and I like your opinion on this, apprenticeships, the union pays for them themselves. They get on-the-job training. Um, talk about, in a sense, um, vocational training for you know high school yeah. kids who may want to go in that direction and have the opportunity to get an apprenticeship, and, and that can be game-changing. Yeah, we need to put uh, technical training back into our high schools uh, and establish a pathway from our uh, school system into the trades. Uh, and over the years, that has uh, gone away from our school system, uh, and we need to put it back in. Well, there's been when we started doing the labor show uh, almost ten years ago. Almost every show was about taking, you know, the the, the budget cuts. Um, closing high schools, taking programs away. You better right. build private prisons if you're going to take everything to build self-esteem and every all the school sports and the, and the music and all the all the uh, the programs away. I'm being sarcastic when I say it, but I'm just saying. No, there's truth in that statement that that it's 
important that we have good schools in every neighborhood, that there's rec programming, that there's library, that there's art, that there's pathways to technical training. I'm going to say something. You may not even know this because we do a Spark in the Dream initiative. Okay. Okay. With uh, with a non... So I do legal talk radio and... Um, we, you know, we're bringing the students from the uh, public schools into the, into the, sh- into the shows to meet the lawyers and to be on, get their, you know, get on air and do all these things. There's a program right now. The woman's name is Melody uh, Jackson. Okay. And they, it's a career program they have. We just had our first show and I brought a young man in. Okay. And, and the teachers. Uh, job placement starting at fifty thousand a year. This is the fill it up. The kid went to Ben Franklin High School. They do a signing day, just like what where, where they bring the kids in. They're gonna maybe start a technical school or go on a job, just like they would if you were a Division One athlete. Yeah, that's it's the great. Coolest thing. That ever. is so great. We always hear about you know negative things when it comes to the issues that schools have. Let me tell you, the Philadelphia uh, school district is doing some in- incredible things. I just wanted to give you a little I- inside there, just, yeah. You know, because when you become mayor, um, you know, though that those are programs that need to be spotlighted, and it, it, it's big for labor too because we get the opportunity to get these. Kids that have been already trained for four years to come into the building trades, and so Ryan Boyer, Gary Messina, and and and, and all the the heads of the building trades um, are working really hard to create programs uh, that make the, you know make the make the building trades available. That's always been like a, so, you know something people couldn't grab or didn't understand. Right. There's a lot going on there. Last question. When it comes to labor, and then we'll go to break. Um, project labor agreements. Um, Mayor Kenny has has um, taken a beat in a lot of areas but there um you know when it comes to uh, you know big projects um signing pro- project labor agreements making sure there's never not, not a work stoppage making sure we have quality um you know labor of of, of, of course um the prevailing wage um he's been great like that talk about you know how you're going to be when you're mayor i support project labor agreements and i think it uh, is important to have prevailing wage, so that's something I absolutely would continue. Uh, it's uh, if it's if it's working, let's continue it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a, a, a break, and, and we'll be back for our last segment with Rebecca Reinhardt. Tonight's edition of the Labor Show is sponsored in part by Iron Workers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a local 98 contractor. Today's program has been pre-recorded. One segment to go on this mayoral candidate special here on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. J-Doc and Rebecca Reinhardt wrapping it up on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks, Krause. Uh, we're, we're, we're entering our, our final segment with Rebecca Reinhardt. Uh, this is our Meet the Candidate series here on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. It's been an awesome show. Uh, uh, Rebecca, let's... let's shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about small business um, in the city of Philadelphia. With the pandemic, and I was a member of the hospitality industry mm. for a long time, uh, and, and, and my heart bled for a lot of my friends and, and a lot of the people um, that I knew that were in that business, um, but also yeah. all kinds of businesses. Um, what are we going to do to help incentivize small business and also give them the best opportunity to succeed? Yeah, so... 
we need to make some changes to uh, really improve the ease of doing business in Philadelphia to help entrepreneurs and small business owners grow their businesses. Uh, Philadelphia is consistently ranked uh, one of the uh, close to the bottom uh, of North American cities in terms of the ease of doing business. So as mayor, what I'll do is uh, really cut down on that red tape of the bureaucracy. Uh, the departments often don't talk to each other. A small business owner gets bounced between different departments, uh, revenue, public health, l and you know, What I'll have is a senior official in the mayor's office uh, to help small business and coordinate uh, for them while we're breaking down the silos to make the city work better for business. And then also tax structure. Um, you know, I, I think uh, as mayor, definitely we'll continue to lower the wage tax. And we also need to look at the business income and receipts tax, which we are the, let's see, one of four major U.S. cities um, that taxes both gross receipts and net profits. So we're double taxing business. Uh, and we also make business pay an estimate of their second year profit one year in advance which is ludicrous. Right. So we need to make some changes there so that the Philadelphians can be successful with their businesses. It's interesting you say that because um, having a business, uh, you know, acumen, okay, um, is so important, I think, for our political leaders because right. I, I, I always bring up the hospitality industry. It's such a big part of Philadelphia, right? Mm -hmm. So how about Center City coming back, okay? Yeah. And, and <clears throat> you talk about... The Phillies and the Eagles and all that exciting stuff. Well, one, one of the great things about, besides, you know, going to the Super Bowl and going to the World Series was I, I did a broadcast at Sugar House. I was on my way back uh, through Fairmount, and it was mobbed. The, the city was on fire oh, again. It, it was, was great. Amazing. It was great. Having that situation is awesome. But the, uh, but the thing is, encouraging people and giving them the opportunity to be more business-friendly um, – we, you know, we, we got the sugar tax. We got, you know, uh, you know, you got your uh, sales tax. Um, you know, you got a lot of taxes for, for you know, somebody to open up a hospitality, uh, you know, a, a bar or a restaurant. Okay, they're paying a lot, you know, and, and so usually, you know, 20% is a nice, uh, you know, nice, you know, profit. That gets, uh, you know, you got the liquor tax, you got right. the, the sugar tax, you got the wage tax. Um, I mean, you know, the sales tax. Um is it, is it important for, for our political leaders to understand a little bit about business so that they're not just sitting on top of everybody thinking they're the rich guys? I think it's very important. Uh, and I worked in uh, finance in the private sector uh, for about seven years before coming back uh, to Philadelphia and becoming the city treasurer. Uh, I understand business and finances and uh we need to make sure that the government's actually working for small business and not burdening business uh, because we need job growth. Uh, we need good paying jobs, but if we don't have job growth, then, then we're not going to succeed as a city and really thrive, right? So I think it's very important uh, to, to have that knowledge and experience. Uh, equality, opportunity, okay, those, mm -hmm. are, um, those are words that, that are important to you. Uh, to talk about providing opportunities to, to individuals in underserved and under-resourced areas. Okay, hope. Yeah. All right. Um, talk about you know how important they are and and, and um, what you're going to do to make sure that they come to fruition. 
as mayor, I'll make sure that we are truly taking care of all of our neighborhoods. Uh, and historically, we haven't. So that means making sure that not only the schools are fixed, but that there's rec programming and library and that we also clean the streets. There's way too much trash everywhere in Philadelphia and we can clean the streets. Uh, in the first 100 days, I'll do it. I'll clean those streets, get, you know, have consequences for illegal dumping and then also create pathways uh, for good paying jobs from our poorest neighborhoods to growing industries such as the life sciences. We can do this, but we absolutely have to create hope. Uh, we have to have a city where people feel safe, where people see the beauty of our city. Optimism. Optimism. And we can do this. We are a great city, well, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we, uh, uh, we need the right leader. No question about it. And, and uh, you know, optimism is is, is, is so important. And, and we have people, you know, but just talking about, leave, you know, um, you, you talk about you, you, the, the taxes, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, real estate taxes, and a lot of the things that are going on with the reassessments, and 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 you know, um, the gentrification and and all those. You would never think it, okay? You know, building up a neighborhood, but then you're. How, how do you deal with that situation so people don't actually get uh, taxed out out of their own, uh, you know, houses? So it's an issue. There's a way to solve it, though. Uh, first, I'll just say one thing about the tax increases recently because of the reassessments, they're out of control. And as mayor, I will halt that. So it's, uh, we need to make sure that people are able to plan for uh, what they have to pay. Oh yeah, I mean, that's a a problem. Right, it's a huge problem. And the government, the city government has been operating in a way that almost disregards uh, the average family's situations. Uh, in terms of finances. So I'll, I'll operate very differently. In terms of gentrification, uh, what I'll do as mayor is uh, help longtime homeowners enroll in city programs to keep them in their homes, keep them in their homes. The city has programs, longtime owner-occupied programs, senior tax freeze, but the city doesn't help residents know about them the communication right the communication so let's do this we have about a minute and a half left uh talk to our labor community and our listeners um and and um you know tell them why they should vote for rebecca reinhardt well i'm rebecca reinhardt running for mayor because i am the right person to lead philadelphia forward in this critical time Uh, I'm the most experienced with city executive experience. I know this city inside and out, how this government works. I can hit the ground running on day one to fix the city's issues. I will tackle gun violence and make our city safer. I will use what I know, uh, the intervention strategies and crack down on illegal guns and have a sense of order and rules within our city. Also showing compassion for those who need it, but we need rules I'm a mom, and I know in my family, my daughter needs rules uh, in order to, to be a good person, right? And, and so rules are important. And uh, I'll also work on the education system, improving our schools, and making sure every neighborhood has an opportunity. We're an amazing, amazing city. Uh, we need the right leader. I will work every day. Uh, and the importance of the labor community. Philly is a labor city. Uh, labor will be a partner 
uh, with me uh, as mayor, and I look forward to, to making our city better every day. All right, Rebecca Reinhardt, I want to thank you so much for joining us on The Labor Show. Thank you, Joe. It's been great to be here. You've been awesome. Shout out to Genevieve and Colleen for making it happen. Absolutely. You got a Thanks, great, team. You, you got a great team here. Uh, of course, uh, great show, and, and uh, let, let's throw it back to Krause. Krause, a, a, a great uh, broadcast with Rebecca Reinhardt, and, and uh, you know, you know, this city's in, you know, in good hands. Back to you, Joe. Okay, J-Doc, good stuff from you tonight and a great conversation with Rebecca Reinhart. And that concludes our mayoral candidate series here on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. Again, a programming reminder, next Saturday night, right back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, our All-Star Labor Classic Special. We'll lay it all out for you as the 36th annual All-Star Labor Classic presented by the Philadelphia Building Trades and Organized Labor starts to focus in on that April 16th Sunday, the games will be played at Holy Family University and the money will be raised, 150000 plus, that will be donated to MS of Philadelphia. That's going to do it for the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. On behalf of my partner J-Doc and all of our listeners around the Delaware Valley, I'm Joe Krause. See you next week, everybody. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded.